0: You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name's Trent Valeskins, your host. As always, this week, we are talking a brand new topic, one we haven't discussed ever before on the show. It is distressed sales. Now, it's something that a lot of people would be scratching their head going, what's a distressed sale? Is that someone who needs to sell tomorrow? No, it's much deeper than that. And it's an opportunity many investors across the country have taken advantage of for years. It's a investment strategy. Some people only ever buy distressed sales. They've got a very closed little black book understanding of where to find them what the opportunity is, how it all happens. And we're very lucky to have Rashvia Danjal in the studio today. He spoke about Bennett Springs, Brabham and Dayton recently. He's a subject matter expert on those areas. He's also the subject matter expert, in my opinion, on distressed sales, how to find them and how we make the most of that opportunity as investors, especially in times like this where you feel like we're always on the back foot as buyers. Rash, thanks for coming in again, mate. Thanks,
1: mate. One of my favorite topics, distressed sales. Everyone wants a deal and these are really good opportunities both for the people that are in that that situation or in the distress and also for buyers in the market.
0: Tell me, if you could give me an Oxford Dictionary definition of what a distressed sale is,
1: what would it be? In layman's term, it would be where a seller is under a bit of pressure to sell the property. Another way to look at it is where a seller has just given up and doesn't care, and whoever has encumbrances on the property are looking to pass the property onto the market.
0: Is it also maybe a forced sale as well? Correct can be used called a forced sale, motivated sale. We're not s- just talking about a guy who really wants to sell his house, though, are we? No, we're not talking about a guy who goes hey, who calls you up and say, hey Raj." I want to sell my house and I need to do it next week. That's not a distressed sale. Uh,
1: no, that's not a distressed sale. But I've had a similar call where people have said, I need this house sold in 48 hours. Can you do that for me? And uh, you and I have put deals together within that short time frame as well. It just means it's some sort of a pressure on the owner of the of the property that wants to pass it to the market or they've just chucked their toys in the air and walked out as well. There's a bunch of those situations as well.
0: For me, when I think about a distress sale, I'm thinking about where an owner has been foreclosed on, where they have to sell in the next 30 days or they will be foreclosed on, where it is a mortgaging and possession sale, where there's something to do with the courts and you check all these things out to figure out who these people are. And it all seems convoluted Situation there that's sort of secret, but not secret. It's publicly available, but it's hard to find. Uh, And this is what we're going to talk about today. So, what's the opportunity there for us as investors? Obviously, we're looking to get a deal, right? Yeah, you're looking to get a deal, but also
1: as investors, you have to be uh, very understanding that less the conditions, the better for the party that you're dealing with. So, there's lots of opportunity in distress sales, both for the seller and the buyer as well. You mentioned mortgage in possessions. That's an example of a distress sale. This is where the bank's actually taken possession over the property. That's not something that just happens overnight. That's a a systemic issue that they've had with that particular owner of the property where they haven't paid their mortgage for a while. They've given them lots of opportunities or there's been an illness as well. And in that way, the bank's given them all the opportunity to either sell the property and opportunity to pay back the money that's owed to them. And then the bank decides to go through the Supreme Court and actually get possession over the property.
0: The first way that I would assume a distressed sale comes about, especially where the bank is forcing that sale, is because the fella stops paying his mortgage. Are there any other reasons that a house would become distressed?
1: Yes, sometimes there's uh, couples are splitting up. Sometimes there's mental issues with people. Sometimes they lose their job, you know, so there could be uh, an array of issues. Uh, Sometimes there's uh, drug issues as well, personal, professional issues. Just really depends case by case. But I've seen all those things play out. I've seen uh, distressed sales where someone owns an investment property, has let their family member move in. They've stopped paying rent, but they can't afford to pay two mortgages at the same time as well. So the main thing about it is that at some point, someone's decided not to pay the, the, the bank or pay their debts to others. And that's why it's happened.
0: So it might not be the bank. It might be that another a third party might put a caveat on this property or might force a sale on this property because they're owed money.
1: Yes, correct. So, you know, there's uh, caveats on a lot of properties and people that are through business uh, uh, ventures. So sometimes that's what happens is business goes bad, things turn south. People that own the property sometimes don't leave and they say, you'll have to kick me out. They just stall as long as they can. And I've seen a, a bunch of those situations play out. Very emotional people you're dealing with when it comes to distress sales best way to help them is just to listen to really uh, understand what their issues are spend time with them and then make sure that you find a solution by which they can move on in their life and leave all that baggage behind for someone else to take over
0: in a market that's hot like this where everyone's got a job or you'd want to think everyone has a job or they could if they wanted to or the interest rates are low does a distress sale even exist in perth right now it certainly existed a couple of years ago where it was debt divorce death so that was the only reason people were selling back in 2018, 19. But what about now? People are selling because they are making money. They're not selling, I would have thought, because they have to. As you know, since COVID, the banks had
1: given a lot of leeway eh, to people that actually owned property. A lot of people stopped paying their mortgages from there. Or if they were under uh, severe pressure from the banks, uh, bank gave them a bit of breathing space. It, banks didn't want to seem like they were kicking people out in the middle of a pandemic. Now we're seeing a lot of the mortgaging possessions now hit the market. Uh, We're seeing a lot of that drive. Now you're not going to get it 60 cents on the dollar, but there's always an opportunity. If you know how to look for it, and you know how to pick up what's a mortgage in possession outside of them saying it's a mortgage in possession, which they shouldn't be. There's ways to uh, figure that stuff out to going through court lists and making sure you can do some research. Obviously, this is a high, highly intellectual property, how to figure these things out. Which well, that's know.
0: what I'm going to ask you, Ash. You're in here for a reason today, mate. If I asked you, Rash, I want to find a distressed sale today or a distressed seller today, a distressed property. What are we doing to find that opportunity? Walk me through it if you can.
1: An easy way to look at it is for sale by owners. A lot of the times, there's a reason why they're doing it.
0: Not just to cut you out of the deal? No, not just to cut us out. Uh, the,
1: a lot of the time, because they're stressed, they feel like they're the best person suited to sell the property. So I always find that that's a real trade secret. People that are trying to sell on their own are trying to save the $10,000 commission, for example, that they're gonna pay to an agent. Because they think that's going to make the difference to get them their problem solved so that's one place to look at there's also everyday banks are filing cases against john smith so if you know where to look you can actually uh, reverse engineer who the person is and figure out uh, which banks going after them as well
0: so Uh, there's a list of i guess court cases that come up every day yes where they're foreclosing on john smith yes you might not know who john smith is but what details would you be able to connect the dots with if you had for example rp data
1: yeah especially if they were called john smith it would be really very hard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, if the
0: name was rashford Dange, it'd be a little bit easier it'd be
1: really easy to figure that out and that's where agents and buyers agents have the skill set to be able to reverse engineer that and try to figure out who are these people and look into it a bit deeper and say okay this potentially is an opportunity but yeah it's very specialized uh, and not for everyone to do and definitely not for investors to just go out and tell people, hey, I think you're you're going through some distress. You have to be very sensitive. It's sensitive information. Mm. Yeah, that's where the opportunity is to figure that out. A lot of the times, distress sales are also easily picked by driving through the neighborhood. You'll see overgrown grass, uh, knock on the door, speak to the neighbors. I've found deals like that as well and you find that someone's got an abandoned place and is going through some issues and says, yeah, I'm actually thinking about selling it if I can get X number of dollars. And that's usually where you can pick some of those opportunities up as well.
0: So let's say a property is worth $500,000 in my eyes, and we figure out through whatever means possible, let's say it's looking through the court order list for the day and linking up Rashvi Danjal with one of the two properties he might own on, on RP data, for example and I find your phone number and I, I give you a call maybe. How, how would that work? What steps would I be taking? Is the idea that we're trying to provide a solution to the owner over and above what they owe to the bank, but below what the property is worth before they are foreclosed?
1: Correct. The idea is to find the right party to be dealing with because there's a lot of the distressed sales that you don't want to touch. It's not in the time scale now to look at it. Maybe down the track, if it became a mortgage in possession, it might be a good opportunity down the track. But sometimes people owe a lot more money than it's
0: worth. What do you do there? There's nothing you can do about that.
1: Uh, You can. You can go through a short sale process, which is very complicated, which means the bank or the people that are owed money have to forgive the money and write it off basically as a bad debt, which I've done a bunch of those as well. They're very complicated. There's a lot of, in the background, discussions, negotiations with the banks and lenders that need to take place. We've done those. I've done those myself. They're very complicated.
0: Generally, you want to be finding something that's worth 500 grand. The fella owes 300, can't pay the interest every month, Mm -hmm. and you offer them $350 350 in the bank says no worries.
1: Yeah, offer him uh, 350, a van worth 10,000, and help him find a rental. Whatever it takes. Yeah, there's a lot of other things that come to negotiation, then good negotiator doesn't only look at the numbers. As you know, Trent, you're a really good negotiator. We, we, you and I put many deals together. We've looked at other options to make the deal happen. Find a solution. Find for a it. solution. It's not
0: just about the property is what you're saying. It's
1: not about the property. It's about the person. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So people first, is, it's all about that. You need to put that person's best interest in mind. It's not, oh, uh, let's just take advantage of these people. People are smart to smell that. You know, they're, they're not idiots. They're wanting someone's help. And sometimes you can give them the best solution and they'll still uh, not do it because mm-hmm. they're stuck in a situation they just don't, don't know how to get out of as well. So I think it's case by case. But the more cases uh, I see, the more my skill set around that gets better. So for investors that are interested in that space, start slowly. Plenty of information out there about uh, short sales, distressed sales, forced sales, uh, foreclosure properties.
0: When it eventually does get to market and the selling agent, this is the thing, they sometimes have the listing mortgagee in possession. Mm. They'll sometimes say it straight away. Sometimes they'll, they won't. A lot of the, Obviously, they're not supposed to, but often you see it straight up that it is a mortgaging in possession sale. When it gets to that point in time, when the bank's taken over, they own the asset pretty much or they control the asset now. Even if they did have only a $300,000 debt on it, these days, they're not selling it for the debt price. They'll get an independent valuation and they won't sell it for much less than that, would they? Yes, So So you need to get in before that, right?
1: Through that whole process, a lot of valuations take place. Mm. At every step, there's a valuation. Pre-possession valuation. When they take possession, they have to do a valuation. Before hitting the market, they have to do an agent appraisal and a valuation as well. The reason they do that is because banks don't want to seem like they were just trying to undersell the property anyway and just move the file on. So a lot of the times you might try to buy a mortgage in possession that hits the market today but you'll not get a response for five weeks. Because by law, let's not use the word law, but by, by compliance, it should look like that the banks are taking enough time on the market to find out what's the best price, hmm. so that you don't turn around and uh, in a few years and sue the bank and say, hey, by the way, you undersold my property because you didn't actually uh, spend the time or, or this was a market rate. They need enough evidence and they get evidence by multiple offers or expressions of interest on the property and spending at least five weeks. This is why you see a lot of them go to auction. Explain that. Because they do a four-week auction campaign and then the fifth week, they sell it.
0: And that you, you can't get any more fair than an auction, right?
1: Correct. And uh, auctions are very transparent uh, way of actually selling a property. So this is why you'll find a lot of them sell on auction. And also, for compliance purposes, five weeks has been spent. And also, you'll find a lot of them are in the newspapers. So great place to start, Sunday newspaper. Look in there, there's little ads for the properties. Uh, because and they're probably the only ones in paper these days yeah them and and the high-end properties would be you know the ones you'd see there and the opportunities in the paper as well so you have a look there and a lot of them will say mip that means mortgage in possession so that's a good place to start and a lot of them won't be accepting offers early in the piece but they won't tell you that they'll hold your offers and there's a lot of red tape so it,
0: it takes a while sheriff's auctions that's the term you hear Yes. What does it mean?
1: Very similar. There's a lot of distress there, so the sheriff does normally does a sale uh, or an auction outside the property, uh, and in some cases where people are living in there, they'll knock on the door and say, "We're about to sell your property." Uh, they're very risky strategy as well, uh, because you might buy something on auction, but you need to do a lot of due diligence because there may be other uh, creditors that uh, need to be paid as well. So you might buy something at uh, half price but then there's uh, you still have another 200 grand debts to pay out no one's going to settle the property can be very risky so make sure you get good legal advice
0: Uh, can you find out that a property doesn't come with all these burdens
1: again intellectual property the due diligence it's very important it's this isn't a space where you just buy something and rent it out this isn't a straightforward investment strategy so with caution to all your listeners is just get educated learn along the way and maybe start with the mortgage in possession space because a lot of the stuff you'll buy there there's no structural inspections there's none of that you're buying it as is so if if there's a major issue there you're gonna have to deal with it so you have to factor those things in
0: okay so we've touched on this today uh, I think it's a great little eye-opener for a lot of people about the opportunities that are still there in the market I can vouch that there are still distress style opportunities in the market today even though it is a hot market where we all should be able to pay our interest right now, especially. But if someone wanted to learn more about this, how do you start? Where do you get this information? Are there ebooks online or webinars? Where would you get further information on really getting to the nitty gritty? you
1: can start by becoming a real estate agent and, and knocking doors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck. Uh, yeah, because that, uh, a lot of it isn't just online. You'll find a bunch of information. In the States, there's a lot of this uh, sort of strategies. So sometimes I listen to their podcasts or uh, watch their uh, webinars because they're very innovative in that those strategies. So look, YouTube's a great resource. So jump on YouTube, type in distressed properties, how to source them, how to find them, Uh, if you can get over the American spiel and and terminology.
0: The system works pretty similar here, is that what
1: you're saying? It's not the same, but you'll find there's nuances that you can use here. Jump on YouTube, there's a bunch of people in in Australia that are also in that space that you can uh, talk to, perhaps.
0: Could people give you a call?
1: Yeah, they can call me. I'm happy to have a chat uh, about looking for opportunities. You and I have put a bunch of these deals together where you know we found opportunity you really need to love prospecting literally like an agent otherwise it's not for you as an investment yeah, strategy there isn't a
0: website with a list of all the properties no, it I, is very much a case of putting the puzzle pieces together yeah. finding out that David Anderson from this area owns this property. It's probably that one that's distressed. You can see it on a street view. It doesn't look great. And and then targeting that communication And then how line. do you
1: respectfully go to David and and, and have the discussion, build a rapport, uh, see what their needs are, whether that even even get to the point of their needs, you know? So a lot of people are very private about their life. So yeah, start small, uh, go to mortgage in possession auctions, start being in that space and seeing what's selling. Don't just jump in there and do it initially. That's my advice. Look in the newspaper. Go and see some of these properties. Look at the condition they're in. Uh, if you see properties that are really run down, uh, most likely a distress sale and an opportunity there for you to go and buy it at 80 cents to the dollar. So my advice is: uh, do your research. Get involved in the space before you actually do anything. Um, and by all means, call me. Let's have a chat. I can I can show you case studies and discuss. How maybe we'll be able to help you or put you on our VIP
0: data list so we can
1: find you another opportunity.
0: Rash, appreciate your time again, mate. It's always fun. Look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!